Or the uh, what's just the, the hand. What's the Nicole Kidman movie where she was a witch? You would know. So that, Sorry, I can't search what something is about, but I can search. What <laughs> Welcome to the OKC82 podcast. Uh, who you're hearing right there is Siri off of Brady Trantham's watch. She was waived by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, uh, Siri was waived. Just got Thank- the email. Thankfully, the Thunder are just down to 18 people on their roster. I'm Ryan Chapman, also joined by Christine Butterfield. Really quick, round the horn, where do you follow you on Twitter, Christine? At CP on Sports. Brady. Hey, hi, hello. Uh, Brady does sports. At Radio's Ryan for me, friends. Hello. Welcome to NBA Media Week. Yeah! Woo! I'm already bored. <laughs> Sounds about right. No, it was fun, wasn't it? And guess what, guys? You know, I've I've been a franchise Thunder insider now for this is my it's my second full season starting. Like I I, I jumped on with the franchise right when the playoffs started against the Utah Jazz. So Technically third season, but super technically, this is my second full season going into it. So, um, all that's true. Well as done. I no- as I knock over a bottle on the table, all that's true. Here's the thing: I had no idea Media Week was this week. <laughs> I had no when I got the e- when I got the email about Sam Presti's uh, uh, press conference on Monday. I was like, oh. I looked at the calendar. Oh, oh, God! It's December. <laughs> what? Where has November gone? Well, they like put out the thing that was like. Uh, by the way, Media Week, December first through the fifth. They put that. Like, I beg your pardon. They put that like Saturday, right? Like it's not like they were like, "Hey, by the way, we're waiting all off season." They're just like, "Yeah, it's next week." Good luck. Yeah, I I wasn't prepared whatsoever. I was also busy during Sam Presti's press conference, so I wasn't able to jump on and ask him the ever important question that I'm you know that I bring to the table. Will you marry me? He still hasn't got back to me on that one gotcha. yet because I'm broke and I need some money in San Presti. He looks like someone who's got a lot. Did you propose without a ring? It's all about what's like. Are you just all was, about material possessions? It was court. I'm just Christine. asking. It was court. I was trying to understand yeah. the situation. Chivalry is dead, apparently. Yeah, pretty much. God, Christine. Christine, what are your expectations? So, what you know, normally. I've I've never covered a Thunder Media Day. Obviously, joining in January. I mean, I'd say we covered it like a Jimmy hat today. So yes, yes, okay, fair. Before before this week, I'd never covered a Thunder Media Day, and I, I'm not yet a franchise Thunder insider. I've been trying to negotiate. I tried to say, look, that night in March, I stayed in the arena way longer than I needed to, specifically so that I could be a franchise Thunder Insider. You probably built up an immortality to COVID just because of that. Yeah, probably. It, it didn't work uh, from the Insider point of view. I haven't got COVID yet, so I guess maybe maybe let's... See, now that makes me think, like from your perspective, that Jerry, Ramsey, John Ham, and I, and I guess formerly Madison, that we would just kind of stand in some lounge area in the station with our smoking jackets on. <laughs> yes, oh. franchise Thunder Insiders, even though no one cares. The Cool Kids Club. It's in the back. It's around the corner. But, uh, Christine, like, what are your expectations when you saw Media Week instead of just one media day? Because um, it, what it's turned out to be is we got Sam Presti yesterday, and then to today, being Tuesday, we talked to new Thunder head coach Mark Dagnall and then Darius Baisley. What's funny to me, I think it kind of is like uh, 
You know how like ABC Family, uh, formerly ABC Family, now Freeform. Free, excuse me, don't you mean Freeform Television? Freeform Television. They do the whole like, oh, it's the 25 days until Christmas. And then they start replaying movies that they've already played. So you're saying we're going to get Baisley on Thursday again? I think they're going to be like, hey, so they're like, there's so many new players, but also like, I don't know how many people really care. So let's go back to SGA. Let's go back to, you know, Al Horford trade hasn't been official yet. Sam Presti. Sam Presti. Do you want to get on again? Even though we hear Al Horford's voice from behind the camera, hey, hey, do you want me to talk first? Shut up. Shut up. You're not supposed to be here. I... Can we request Danny Green? Is that a thing? <laughs> Dude, where where, <laughs> where is, is Danny Green? Where is he? Oh, Some, that's... Where in, on earth is Carmen Sandiego and Danny Green? I was about to say, that's our next video. Christine, uh, do you have a Carmen Sandiego outfit? Because we need to go searching. Do you know who Carmen Sandiego is? Oh my gosh, you're too young for... I barely nicked this. So there's I an don't. old like computer game, right? And I they, don't know... Oh, how, wait, was this this per... Wait, no. She was go. the lady in the scarlet... Raincoat and the big red. Yes, hat. no, yeah, I and do it's know like, this. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? It was yes. like a puzzle game. Yeah, like, yeah. Trying to find people. You had yeah. to be a little for a child. You had to be well versed in uh, history and geopolitics. I did not know. Brady anything. excelled. Oh yeah, I, I found I found her in about two minutes. <laughs> I, I believe that is your ish. Are we allowed? No, it's OKC eighty two. That was your shit. Oh yeah, I don't. I, there's no editing on this podcast. Yeah, sorry, I I forgot where I was for a second. I just we're in a studio. There's microphones. There's a soundboard in front of me. This isn't sideline like, warning. Button, dump button. Dump button. Um, I haven't listened to uh, Winning Women in two episodes. I need to catch up on it. But I would imagine like having podcasted with Madison before that she cusses about every five minutes, right? Yeah, I mean, like now it's kind of gone to like four and a half because of the COVID. I think she's you know kind of increased her yeah. increased her knowledge oh, yeah. there. So you guys gonna get Sarah Fuller on the podcast? Maybe. Oh, okay. I was about to say, do you know who I'm talking about? No, yeah, no. Of course. I want to uh, super sorry. bad. Don't you mean co-SEC special team player of the week? Did I get that How right? How is that a co? SEC co-special team player of the week. I can't. Um, I want her to so, so bad. Can you imagine, I don't know if she's busy. I think she's kind of busy right yeah, now. Can you imagine if Sarah Fuller uh, performed the kick the same week that Antonio Perkins returned three punts for a touchdown against UCLA? Can you imagine the takes if that she was still co? Just really impressive. She would have been like <laughs> oh, two. Those those OU fans and guy would be like, God damn it, that's stupid. Anyway, back to basketball. Anyway, so we've we've talked to as of today, Sam Presti did his monologue. Mark Dagnall, we found out, is the perfect Sam Presti coach. And Darius Baisley was big mad. Did did I get that right? Do did, did we cover everything? Sure. Sure. Christine. <laughs> What what were your top top level takeaway from the from Presty and Dagnolt and and all of that happened? Sirius Baisley was interesting to me. I think a lot of people had different takes on what happened with him. It I you know I think too many people put you know pressure on players to be super charismatic and always saying the right thing all the time, but. You do have to look slightly interested, <laughs> and I don't. I don't think Darius Baisley was, you know, really here for all the questions today. But one in particular. One. In I know it was the one I asked. Oh poor, really? No. Poor Brady. Poor no. Brady. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, but it kind of seems clear that SGA is going to be at the forefront for what they're trying to rebuild, and Sam Presti basically confirmed that, which was, I think, intriguing that he actually was honest and didn't, you know, put it behind all these curtains like he usually does with most of his plans. So 
just kind of giving a definitive answer was really, really cool to see. Shout out no, Billy Donovan. I was looking at that. Um, no, maybe Darius was just kind of miffed and peeved, if you will, because maybe he thinks he's want, he's going to be the the player on this team. No, screw Shake Gilsdale. I'm tired of hearing about well, him. I I speculated that he had just had a heart to heart with Presti and Dagnalt, and he he was just told that Horford's playing the four, and he'll be forced to play the five, and he was just big mad. He's like, no. I wanted the four, play him out of position. I don't want this. Yeah, I'm going to throw a fit. Um, I hate it. I hate it. But not- there, there I are- was an intern. Yes. I've earned my space. Yes. I made a million dollars two years ago. Intern. <laughs> it- Ga- Gap year out now. What is that streaming on, by the way? I saw the preview for it, but Darius didn't tag what it was streaming. Is it Hulu? Is it an Amazon Prime thing? What it- There's a documentary about Darius Basley. Okay, get- talk amongst yourselves. Is it on Parlor? Did it like officially come out? It I know it's coming unedited. out. Oh, I can't wait to miss. That. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to miss that one. No, okay. So real talk now, Darius Baisley. Everybody is talking about the same thing from his 16-minute press conference extravaganza today. Uh, Darius Baisley was uh, a little annoyed from a question from Andrew Schlecht, who covers the Thunder from Down to Dunk and for the Athletic as the Thunder podcast from The Athletic. Uh, First of all, Andrew Schleck's question wasn't very accusatory. It wasn't. I think Darius just probably misunderstood what Andrew was kind of going for. And that's unfortunately going to happen when you are talking to a person over a computer and they can't see you because the Thunder want us all to blank our screens. Uh, Sam Presti, Mark They want us to do what to our screens? Blank our screens. Gotcha. They want us to... Blank. Give it to it, baby. Yeah, they want to give something uh-huh, to something. Uh-huh. Um, Mark Dagnall, Sam Presti, have already kind of complained, like, oh, it's kind of weird not seeing who's talking to me, but oh, well, you know, that's not for me to... It's going to be really awkward the first time I break through and ask a question. They're just like, who is this disembodied voice that shows up as Ryan Chapman on screen? Like, who? Who? Ryan who? Chapman. No, so Darius gets a little annoyed from a question that, again, wasn't very accusatory in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, it's... Who cares? Either way, there's really no story here, and I, I guess the news that I'll break. That, but everybody knows this from that covers the Thunder in person before the times of plague. Darius Baisley's just quiet and guarded in scrums. If you get him in a one-on-one, he's much more joyous and willing to talk to you and look you in the eye and all those things because that's what humans do. They talk to each other face to face. They don't, you know. Sh- cram around them like 20 people and shove a camera in their face. So um, a much to do about nothing. And uh, we move on from Darius Baisley because he didn't really say anything of, of note. There is some breaking news. He, he would refuse to confirm if the Thunder team from last year have a group text. Well, I mean, does anybody like group texts? I have one group message that I like, and it's on Twitter. It's not via textical mex- message. Wow. Do we use you you are sitting right we are in a group text. He really he really just did that to us. Like yeah, he really we, said he does do not. Do we care. all talk casually or do we only say do you guys want to do this at what time blah blah blah. It's a, it's a planning text. I mean, and you, it's a two-way street. You guys don't text me and say how I'm doing. It it's a planning text and it is a Ryan Hart messages everyone of Brady's message text. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I mean And then Christine replies 2 hours later. Yes. It's my it's my mo. <laughs> she hates us. She hates us. Yeah, I, I have to sound I, busy. I don't think there was a ton of the Darius Baisley. I'm kind of interested. So Sam Presti, hello. 
<laughs> I, I hate this fucking microphone, man. <laughs> just your head. Sorry, your head's no, reaction, Brady. Just... You you blanked your microphone. You didn't. Wait, pull up. Oh yeah. That's right. That's my bad. Anyway, I, the most interesting thing I think I've taken away from this, obviously, the headline thing from the from the Presti presser was, um, there's Darius, not Darius Paisley. Gosh, Shake Gilders Alexander. Josh Gray, I, yeah, Josh Gray. Dang it, dang it. Danny just, Green. Who's just waved? Yeah, Danny Green. Where are you, Danny? Shake Gilders Alexander is going to be given the ball a lot more this year. Oh no. To grow as the primary ball handler. I find that to be interesting. Brady, we can get into that in a minute. No! Um, just because, unfortunately, Christine, just due to time, she's got like five more minutes, and she's got a dip on us on this podcast. Uh, who, who's so sorry? Who are you ditching us for? <laughs> Madison Warren. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> no! I'm so done with that person. No, wow. It, I think she's done with you, too. No, no, no. She, she'll never be rid of me because of who she is currently never, employed by. I never said rid of you. I said done with. They're two different meanings. Well, In my mind, they are. Well, it's become it's become known to me that apparently I have I've created my own definitions for words. Yeah, well, you do live in your own little world. So the, really kind of out of touch the thing about Madison and I is uh, we share joint custody of the OKC82 podcast. She gets it every other weekend. So uh, we're still very much involved in each other's lives, unfortunately. And that is why she is to blame. That's why there is no Thanksgiving podcast at Madison Morris. You know how to spell did it. She, did Madison time. ruin the holidays? Yes. Yeah. She's a witch. I think so. That's what she does. And she's also very happy that her employer won that their last big football game that they were able to play. I'm sure she was very happy. Just barely. Let's not get into that. I'm going to say things that are going to be mean. All right. Let it breathe. Carrying on. Carrying on. So other than the SGA stuff, which we'll get into, I thought it was interesting. Sam Presti did mention that apparently... Mark Dagnall has a very clear vision in his brain for every single member of the Thunder. And so I, I think that it'll be really interesting over the next week to kind of see what players are willing to share with them if they accept the vision, if, if they share the vision, what 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 is happening. Just because, like, SGA, like, Presti also mentioned that he has to improve defensively. I'm kind of curious to see what aspects specifically he's honed in on. I I'm, I'm want to see Lou Dort add a lot of consistency to his game offensively. And then, like, a, a lot of these other guys, Hamadou Diallo, I'd like him to see him add anything to his game other than just being super athletic and a spark plug on defense. Like, I mean, seriously, like, if he's a guy that is the most tenured player on this Thunder team, like, I'm just curious to see what kind of conversations and, and how they've been trying to implement that considering they can't really have normal off-season workouts and practices, right, Christine? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to really project the potential of this team when we haven't even seen what they look like based off of this off-season yet, which, you know, it is a short off-season, but there's still a lot of things that fundamentally you can work on that aren't that difficult, and you can, you know, get a lift in. Or uh, so. Darius Baisley's gotten all of his lifts in because apparently the offseason wasn't that short, despite being 30 days shorter than the shortest NBA offseason ever. Just throwing that out there. Was that my question? No, no. that was, uh, it was not you, you. How do you not remember your own uh, question? I, I think it was Jenny Carlson asked him, like, hey, um, it's kind of a shortened offseason. How are you getting to it? And he was just like, it's not that short of an offseason. I know. I, I can do everything. I was like, I wanted to be like, Darius, like, I understand that you feel like you're prepared. But like statistically, it's by far the shortest offseason ever for the NBA. Yeah, and it's not like the Lakers won the title what two weeks ago. It seems like right. Ugh. No, this, no, it's going to be weird. Like the, I think the big well, question I mean, they want it on free agents. The big question for me, it's kind of the same thing that we use with college football as of right now, where 
depending on what team you're talking about, depending on what expectations you had for that team, if they're not meeting the expectations, we all just kind of fall back on, well, you know, they're relying on a lot of young talent. Like we do this with OU. They're relying on a lot of young talent and that young talent didn't have a spring. They didn't have a, a summer and they didn't have a normal fall workout and they just went straight into a season you know, after an exhibition against Missouri State. So for us to expect that Oklahoma was just going to just roll through everything maybe was a little unfair at the time, knowing what we know now. And I think you can apply that a little bit to the Thunder because they're going to ask a bunch of 19, 20, 21-year-olds who were luxury pieces on a team with veteran leadership and established guys all over the roster. Um, wasn't the deepest roster in the world, wasn't the best roster, but there was established veteran presence sprinkled all over the place where guys like SGA, Darius Baisley, and Lou Dort could just chip in with what they're best at here and there, and all you saw out of them was their strengths, and you didn't really get to see a lot of their flaws. Now we're going to see nothing but their flaws, and add to that, they had a shortened offseason. Training camp's going to be weird because it's only like one-on-one stuff. Pre, who knows what preseason is going to look like? Who knows what the first month of the season is going to look like? So when you're asking guys like SGA to take that next step, Darius Baisley, blah, 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 to take that next step, I think it's just a little unfair. <laughs> I think it's just a little unfair to just expect that, oh, they'll go through the normal the the normal ups and downs of a season. I think it's going to be fairly bad, but I, I'm not blaming them at this point for what I think is about to happen. Yeah, I just... With how many question marks we have just in general about how they're going to play, there's just no really thinking about how they improved their offensive game if they, you know, like went through the right drills because they're not really getting together as a team that much. So it's hard to really say how they're going to react to the preseason games and then, you know, really playing together with all these random pieces that they haven't played with at all practically like you have four players from the previous team and everybody else is new and that's going going to bring a lot of growing pains and a lot of time that they're going to need to gel together that they haven't unfortunately gotten to do because of everything that's going on in the world right now so um and with just, that are you dipping out <laughs> are you sure you're, you're trying to get her out of he's here. really like christine it's your time to go you said your shit now get off the podcast oh my it's boys night out christine you're 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 you can't even get this you're imposing on brady and i's plans all right i guess i'm no longer needed here so no 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 no, please please carry on carry on i I can't don't don't be like that don't like don't say i should go and then be like oh wait i kind of feel bad like she's just day not now i feel all right that's it for me guys at TV on Sports on Twitter, um, Brady's making me leave. Winning Women Podcast is apparently cooler than the OKC82 podcast. Well, I mean, let's we be honest. Been. Christine and Madison are on it. They are way cooler than you and I, Brady. So. I mean, I got a Christmas sweater on. I got a leather jacket on. I know. It looks like you just drove here on your Harley. I don't have any clothes. Got them. She's like Ooh. Batgirl. I'm just naked. It's awesome. Ryan watches his porn on himself. Anyway. <laughs> we were going to cut that, but now I can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bye. We call that a callback. Yeah. Any whom, as Christine steps out. I'll just... stop playing the song when she finally leaves. Okay. But she can't stay. Yeah, yeah. You're breathing up all my studio air. Ah, uh, no. Okay. Anyway, so carrying on, carrying on. 
And, like, there shouldn't be a ton of expectations on this team, Brady, because we have win totals from Vegas Insider. The Thunder are projected to finish last in the Western Conference with 23 and a half wins. That's not a lot. Only two teams are projected to have fewer wins. Bye, That'd Christine. be the Knicks Goodbye. and the Cavs by Goodbye. one game, and then Detroit is also projected to tie. So basically, OKC Detroit, the Knicks, and the Cavs. So that, you're saying Jerry your... Ramsey could ruin every fan in this market's dreams of having Cade Cunningham play for their team? No, Cade Cunningham was to play center, so. Yeah, that's true. They're not permitted. Yeah, the Pistons. Sorry. That's my bad. I should know you're right. better. You're right. You should. You no. should. But, I mean, who, who are you most looking forward to like talking to? Because we found out. So after a introductory presser with Mark Dagonal, like this is our only other time we've talked to him. He's very much just like a more abbreviated version of Sam Presti. He doesn't say a lot. He kind of talks in circles. It's not even like because I always felt that like Billy Donovan was similar, but he is coach speak. And I felt that Billy Donovan would like listen to your question and like he would tr- keep talking until like the look on your face says I've answered your question or I've at least given you something. Dagnall not that he's not answering questions. He's just very prestian in the fact that he can talk a lot and say not a ton and, and give you quotes and stuff like that. I just feel like he's like the perfect presty head coach based on just press conferences. So I- I'm more interested to see like a Shea Gildas Alexander, see where his mindset is at. Because I'm curious, like he's had a meteoric rise as someone that wasn't project like he's he wasn't like a top three pick yep and all of a sudden he now finds himself to be the crown jewel of a franchise like i'm curious to see how that three-year transition or, or entering a third year how, how that has affected him this offseason yeah um look the thing about shay and I, i'm a little afraid as we get into this season where he's going to look bad a lot of the times uh, i think we're still going to cling on to the thought that we had going into even last season that Okay, here's the face, the new face of the Thunder. In the next four to five years, he could potentially be a top 15 player. What does that mean? Because when if you actually sat down and ranked the top 15 players in the NBA, there is an extreme drop-off from a player who can galvanize an entire team to, you know, maybe a team a player in the teens who is a very good second piece. Like, for instance, let's let's talk about Klay Thompson. If Klay Thompson's healthy on the Warriors, he's a top 15 player, and all respect to Klay Thompson, but if Klay is the guy on a random team, I mean, that team is nowhere near where the Warriors are, of course. Right. So what level of top 15 player is SGA? And that's the big question. And so I'm a little concerned going into the season where he's going to look bad a lot of the times because in the few experiences we had of him as the primary ball handler, it did not look pretty. It did not look pretty at all, and he had, in my opinion, a very disappointing bubble uh, performance. Especially overall. defensively, especially defensively, and especially in the playoffs. Like he, he hit. A, he, I think there were two games where he hit big shots. Other than that, there's nothing really. Like you just take all that film and just throw it, throw it in the trash because that's not the SGA that we saw the entire year. That wasn't the trajectory that we saw. So I think that kind of goes into well, it's the bubble. It was weird for a lot of players and a lot of teams. And not so weird for some other personalities and teams and players. So um, we'll see. I would just caution Thunder fans to don't jump ship just because he's getting six, seven turnovers a game. The Thunder lose games in bunches. This is going to not be pretty, and it's by design because the whole hope is 
that by after the All-Star break, whenever that's allowed to be, and then the second half of the season starts, we start seeing some improvements kind of similar back to when uh, the Thunder were first in Oklahoma City. And the second half of that season, they really started to become a team that wasn't necessarily winning a lot of games, but they became more fun to watch. They played better as a team. They made subtle improvements individually. That's what you're looking for in 2020-21. Yeah, like I thought the best... Shea we saw as the primary ball handlers when Chris Paul was still on the floor and Chris Paul was still running the offense despite the fact that he didn't have the ball in his hand. So I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, also, like we don't know what a diagonal offense is going to look like. You know what I mean? So I'm yep. interested to see he has the opportunity to build it around specifically Shea's strengths. So we'll see if that's the route the Thunder go or, or if not. Because I do think that as equally curious as it's going to be the development of Shea Gildas Alexander, of Lou Dort, of Darius Baisley, of if Pokashevsky plays, um, Teo Maladon, stuff like that. Like It'll be interesting to see those guys, because what you're hoping for essentially is from the, are we, are we going to call them the the core six, the six, the Thunder six pack of SGA, Dort, Baisley, Diallo, Maladon, Pokashevsky. Those are the six guys that are having to get up they need to flash something this year. It doesn't have to be consistent. It doesn't have to be all the time. They just need to flash something to say, you can be a piece of this franchise going forward for what we're building to. Well, I hope they don't flash something. Well, yes. Well, let's 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 kind of be they'll precise to, with our language They'll here. have to blank the screens like the Thunder have asked. But mm, uh, they need yeah. to show some flashes of high-end ability. How about that? Um, I guess one quick pivot before we wrap up, Ryan. Um I'm actually kind of excited to hear from Al Horford, not just because he's officially not a part of the Thunder just yet, but just because are we going to get kind of a similar experience for as long as he's on the Thunder? Are we going to get a similar experience to Chris Paul where we all kind of had maybe not everybody, but it seemed like basketball, the basketball intelligentsia had a certain idea of how Chris Paul was going to act in Oklahoma City when he first got here. And when he first sat down and talked to us at Media Day at Chesapeake Energy Arena, it was that couldn't have been further from the truth. Like he was what Chris Paul is a professional and a a good person and fun to talk to most of the time. And I'm, I'm curious if we're going to get to see a little bit of that out of Al Horford, if he sees this as an opportunity to try to um, work under a, a strong organization, maybe clean up some things from his game that are kind of stigmatizing him from his experience in Boston and Philly. And maybe understanding that Sam Presti is a GM that, as long as I'm able to get something, I will work with you to get you to the spot that you ultimately want to get to. I mean, we heard Dennis Schroeder the other day in a German interview say that that exact same thing. He actually asked me where I wanted to go. Right. And not a lot of GMs do that. So I'm expecting Al Horford to basically just be like Chris Paul professionally, do his job, do it at a high level. And then that way it helps the Thunder to try and trade him for more assets, more draft picks, whatever they want, maybe a young player, because Presti will find somebody that wants Al Horford, that needs Al Horford, and I think at that point, if he's actually played well and performed well and is healthy, I think the Thunder are going to get what they're wanting in return. I I agree. I'm very interested in that. I'm also equally as interested in a Trevor Ariza, though, because he's a guy that's on an expiring deal, so if he comes in and doesn't want to be the utmost professional and play nice and all that stuff. Like he's only here for a year. You know what I mean? So I'm always interested because it's a young core. Yeah. The Thunder haven't really had a Andre Iguodala uh, experience like the Grizzlies did last year before he got dealt to the heat. Right. 
And, and I mean, expiring contracts can be, they can be like enticing to franchises, but I, yeah, Tr- Trevor Reese is kind of weird, like you were saying. Yeah. And so it's like, this is a young core that doesn't have veteran leadership that's been here. Like their veteran leadership is a guy that's not officially on the team yet. Now Horford, their veteran leadership is Mike Muscala. You know what I mean? Who's never been relied upon to be a key contributor on, you know, a contender where you can kind of get that credibility of where you can, you know, move to a new locker room and people immediately respect you. So I just find it really interesting. Is George Hill going to step up and be that guy that basically says, we are going to be a team that empowers SGA and Lou Dort and Darius Baisley because this is what the franchise wants and where they're going. Is SGA or Baisley or Dort going to grow behind the scenes? And we see, you know what I mean? Like, because I'm really interested to see, obviously the goal is not to win games this year, it's to develop for and to acquire really nice pieces next year and the year after that. But I think equally, it could it could go really bad really quickly with a first-year head coach, no clear hierarchy of leadership, and then if you get a bad apple. I, it doesn't even have to be a reason. It could be any of the guys that have been brought in that just doesn't want to be in Oklahoma City, things like that. That could be really, really catastrophic for as as much as last year did for the development of this young core, which, by the way, Sam Presti does not count last year as actual playoff experience due to the fact that in the bubble, obviously, you're not dealing with the way crowds, traveling, things like that. So interesting. I'd be interested to know if Sam Presti could go back in and obviously see that the season's going to end in the bubble if he would have blown it up at the deadline, if he doesn't count that as playoff experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's weird because at the time of the trade deadline, I was at least a little freaked out about COVID because I'm on Twitter all the time. And it was, of course, ravaging through Europe at the time. And so I'm going to assume that an NBA franchise that's making millions, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars has access to science and medical science. Has access to Twitter. And also has access to Twitter. Not that they use it. Probably had... Probably a good understanding that, hey, I don't know if we're going to be able to finish out the season if this thing gets here. And there's no stopping it because it's an airborne virus. So um, I think that that's a little weird of him to you know, think, knowing how for- forward thinking he is, if that makes sense. I mean, he's made mistakes before, but um, I feel like that that's just kind of a cop out. It was a weird experience, the bubble, but we all saw it. So we can't we can't say that none of it happened. So SGA, in my opinion, has a little bit of a of a a demerit on his report card from last year just because all right he's another young promising player that i'm excited for that had a bad early playoff experience so hopefully he just improves from that and and while covid was a thing i also remember like i remember literally the night of the incident in march i was having a conversation kind of jokingly but sort of in you know with a thunder spokesperson about hey, what are the plans so far? Because the day before we had had that practice with the new protocols. But what are the plans as far as like, the conversation was the season's going to finish in empty arenas, not in a bubble. You know what I mean? So um, it's weird. It's interesting. I thought that was just an interesting tidbit. But I'm very curious about this season. Less of the results of the on the court stuff. They're going to lose a lot of games. Like I don't, if you've kind of put that out of your mind and tried to push it all the way down, like, this team is going to lose a lot of basketball games. And that's okay because you can lose games and still build something. This is not one of those teams that's just 15, 
has-beens, also-rans in the league that's literally just trying to tank for three years to get number one picks. Like, the Thunder can get any number one pick they want. They just kind of give up a lot for it. So I, it'll be really interesting. I'm interested to see how, like, just the dynamic of the young core. I don't know if I've seen a team with this young of a leadership core that, that the franchise obviously wants these guys to be the dudes, but how are the older players in the league? Like, George Hill's, like... It, I'm interested to see how he integrates into this locker room. And He's also kind of a similar personality to Chris Paul, so I'm kind of expecting the same thing that I said about Al Horford, so take that for what you will. Yeah, so it'll, it'll just be interesting because not only do you have that, you have a you know rookie head coach. So that, that's kind of what I want to ask Sam Presti, too, is unfortunately he wasn't able to get in. We ran out of time, but... Blasted. I know. I know that uh, Mark Dagonal in like his introductory press conference kind of acknowledged, like, I understand what the modern NBA is, kind of alluded to... He understands it's the era of player movement. I kind of wanted to be like, did you expect this much player movement? Though, like the entire roster has been turned over in two years' time. Like, not a single player that was playing for Oklahoma City in the seventeen eighteen season is here anymore. So, oh, no. when when you came in, I'm like, did you expect this much movement and this much turnover? And I wondered if Presti had any reservations sticking a rookie head coach with a with this you know new of a roster, but. Yeah, and speaking of that, we didn't even mention this little tidbit from Presti's press conference yesterday when he was asked about Andre Robertson, whose contract expired when the season ended. He said, we're full. Yeah, he, he said like some things, and then he just said, uh, right now we're kind of full. And I was like, <laughs> oh, God. The Thunder, like, we are. We're not going to, we can't hire, we're kind of full right now, so we'll, we'll save your resume. And uh, we'll just keep it over here. Yeah, I think the Thunder were kind of like, we just went through three seasons of having not one, but two guys that uh, were not playing. And it was not sure why they weren't playing. We're kind of done with that. We want 15 dudes who are available night in, night out. Yeah, well, they're going to have like 30 players to choose from. They already waved Josh Gray already. So I think, was that are they down to 18 technically? Yeah, I think. I think so. That you need, sounds to, about need right. to trim three off the top. Who's in the Deadpool? Oh, oh! The who's the kid from Georgetown? Turkish player, Omer Yurtsevib. Oh, that's the, that's the oh yeah day. him. Yeah, there you go. So interesting. He's he, who's got next? He's got next. Are um, we are we expecting anything from TJ Lee for Omer Yurtsevib, Jackson, or any of those guys? I'm not. No, no. Like if they, if they couldn't succeed in a organization that was trying to win games, you know what I mean? This is like the tanking situation's not great for those guys that were unsettled as role players and are just looking for a new situation to be in. Like I've always been of the opinion that tanking teams are not that new situation to add them to. Well, I don't want to get into this right now, but certainly a conversation for another day. But this whole season is going to be a fun experiment in how people actually describe or define tanking. Right. Because you don't, like, there's one way to tank, and only a few teams have, like, truly done it. Like, we say that bad teams are tanking just because they're bad and they're, they're losing a lot of games and they have a lot of bad players. Well, they're not doing that on purpose. They just have bad players and they lose by a byproduct of that. So Brooklyn was that team. Brooklyn is a good example. Um, the Thunder aren't going to tank. They're just not going to win a lot of games. So, you know, again, take that for what you will. That's, yeah. That'll be my final thought. 23 and a half. Get the over? I'll get the over. 
you get the over. I think this team's going to win a handful of games in the in the tail end of the season. Yeah, they've got young talent, and once they figure it out, once they find some rhythm, they're going to go through a stretch where they win like you know three of five, you know maybe even six of their you know six of ten. Like I can see that happening with this team, but they're also going to go through stretches where they probably lose like ten games in a row. Yeah, I I think that we'll get that same mentality of the show up every night and try hard because it's a young team. And that's what SGA and Baisley and Dort know from their experience with Chris Paul. Um, you know, so I think that that alone will get up to like 25. Sexy. So there you have it. Over, under predictions for Christine Butterfield at CB on Sports, who left us because she hates us. Yeah, and Brady Trantham at Brady Does Sports. Follow him. I feel like I need to put sports in my handle on Twitter. At Radio's Ryan Sports. At Sports Radio's Ryan. It needs to be like at R- at Radio's RC Does Sports. Sure. That'll work. That would get everything. Cap- anyway. Capital idea. For now, Radio's Ryan. Ryan Chapman signing off. This is the OKCG Podcast. We will have uh, you know some stuff later this week as we get more players along the way. But until then. No, we won't. Be good, everybody. And happy holidays. It's Christmas season now, Brady. It is December. Turn on the Grinch. Turn on your trees. We'll see you.